the nature of your emergency. Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Glenn, how are you? I'm good. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the birds and the bees for 2023. And the butterflies. (laughs) So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. I've never asked you this, but have your folks ever had the birds and the bees conversation with you? So I distinctively remember an instance where they almost had that conversation with me. I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. And and we were driving through Canada and I remember I was sitting in the back of my head, like it's almost imprinted in me, like the most uncomfortable moment of my entire life. But luckily I had already been familiarized through the schoolyard grounds of what it was. Okay, so two things. You're saying, luckily, you had already already been familiarized with it. And secondly, how old do you think you were? I think I was 13 or 14. So I was older. Okay, so you were gone fishing. You were gone trying to fish. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't partake in this particular fishing trip. And as, as the past would demonstrate, you didn't catch any fish. And as I'm home that night... I was listening to an interview from a recovering porn addict, and she has since become a well-renowned public speaker and very educated on the topic of not only the the nuances that exist with porn, and this conversation isn't whether or not I believe porn is good or bad. This conversation is more geared towards the development of how we view things like porn and how it is exhibited in our everyday life and our relationship with sexuality versus when we are exposed to it and how we are exposed to it. And this woman this woman had such a brilliant outlook that I had never considered before. And the reason for that, I believe, is because I don't have kids. But she's talking about how, depending on what study you might listen to, Typically, children are exposed to their first naked body, right? Their first view of porn or just seeing another human in the flesh, typically between the ages of 9 and 11. And she said that when we think about the conversations surrounding sex and porn and naked bodies, we don't generally equivalate it with a discussion to be had with a child between 9 and 11, because we believe that that is in some way removing their modesty and their innocence. And she argues that by having the conversation in the correct way, we're actually preserving their innocence. And I thought that was really smart of her to say, because what she says is when we're, let's say I'm a nine-year-old girl, and nowadays the first exposure to porn or a naked body would typically be somewhere on the internet. And if I'm nine and I see that for the first time, I might start to have these thoughts and these emotions and maybe maybe these physical sensations that I don't understand. Somebody like me, who I never had that conversation with my parents, it was never given to me, which could or couldn't be quite unusual being that I have five brothers and I'm the only girl. And so I, 
I can't say distinctively when I first remember seeing something like that for the first time, but I do remember what it was. I remember my dad had Playboys underneath his bed, and my kid brother and I had recently started to store all of our board games underneath my parents' bed. And I went to go and get one of those board games, and then I came across those magazines. And of course, I'm curious, and I start going through them. And I wasn't just curious that first time. Like, I remember, like, I didn't understand it at all. Like, why would these women be doing this with men? And, oh, that's what a man's body looks like when it doesn't have any clothes on. And I remember more than anything the confusion, but then I also remember that I would never have brought those questions and curiosity to my dad, of course, but my mom, because I felt like, because I discovered that and I saw that, that I did something wrong and that I would be in trouble if I went and I told my mom what I saw. So I didn't have, I didn't have that type of relationship with my folks. And this porn addict is saying that is the problem. Because when you don't have a safe pathway to have these discussions with your parents, you're going to have them with somebody else. And generally, that somebody else is going to be that smart other nine-year-old know-it-all that's in your class that you might start to share those types of conversations with. And generally, at a naive, young nine-year-old mind, you wouldn't receive the information in an accurate way. And she argues that by having the framework and a better way to be able to build that type of pathway, then kids are going to feel more comfortable not only having that discussion with their parents, but also understanding it in a healthy way. And there's a book, it's called Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. And this book is for children. And It's to be used as a tool, I'll link it down below, to where parents could have this discussion in a very healthy and easy way with their kids. And by doing it this way, I thought this was so important, and I don't know why I've never heard anybody talk about this before. When you have a healthy conversation with a child in this way, it also helps, you know, we talked about preserving their innocence. It helps to where they know what is good and what is bad in real life. Meaning that if Uncle Charlie were to expose himself, then it will be a lot more comfortable for her to go to her mom and tell her what happened. And I had this conversation with my kid brother, who has my nephew, who's going to be eight years old. And he said, well, I shouldn't be having this conversation with him at all. And I thought that is, that is the exact wrong response. And I, I understand I don't understand it in the same way that a parent does. But I do understand it in a way of knowing what it's like to be a child and to not know how to navigate those types of situations and how much easier it would be to have an avoidance of things like pedophilia for a child who's already armed with the information and the confidence within themselves to be able to say something. You know, and it's something that, like, going into the investigative world of, of what I deal with on a regular basis. It's, it's something that, and, and I'm not saying go out and educate your three-year-old on what 
sexes or anything like that. But if you have a clear picture of what's right and what's wrong in this instance, and you format it in that way, and it, it wouldn't be a problem. And when I was talking about how it was so uncomfortable with my parents is because I was older. I, I mean, I was in that, that age range where I'm a, a teenager and I had the, the sex talk with friends and I had my older brother who, who educated me on it and he wasn't too far off. Like, I mean, he had already had, he, his kid was on the way. And, and so it wasn't like something that was a surprise to me. It was just awkward because I was so old. And then I have my parents in that awkward teen stage trying to bring it forward to me to where if, if like, like looking back at my entire life, like how I was raised, my parents are very non affectionate people. Like I could probably count on both of my hands, how many times I've actually seen them kissing or hugging or anything like that. Like it's very rare for, for my family to do that. And it's something that if we were to format it in certain ways and, and you, there's so many resources out there to be able to bring it, not in just saying, here's a porn video, watch this. And this is what sex is, but bring it forward to kids in a, in a way to where it's, teaching them the understanding of it. So if something does happen, they feel comfortable in coming to you. Yeah. And another really good point that this expert makes is that, you know, I started this episode out when I asked you if you ever had the talk. Mm -hmm. And she says that's also a big problem because you can use a tool like this Good Pictures, Bad Pictures book during the younger years. But then as a child gets older, that conversation needs to continue to evolve and continue to exist. And with that also comes the comfort level that continues to evolve and exist. And I thought that was really valuable. I hope that it is valuable to you too, regardless of how old your kids are. I'm curious to know if you've ever had the talk. Go ahead and um, join our Police, Fire, Military, and Families Facebook group if you have not already. If you've gotten any value from today's episode, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I'm sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.